Please listen carefully. Hello and welcome to Nicholas Markell's Presents Movie Novelizations and the Justification for a Physical Transformation, starring Nicholas Margellos. As always, I'm your host, Sophie Wanick, and with me, as always, is my guest, Nicholas Margellos. I'm the host, I'm a, I'm a co-host of the show, but thank no, you. This is my guest. I also have it's two other the... guests with me today. Yes, well, they, these are actual guests, yes. Um... Jacob and Becca, I don't know your last name, so. Really? <laughs> well, Becca's is Bowen, right? Bowen, okay. I don't know Jacob's last name. For the record, Sawyer. Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Like Tom. Yeah, Tom. That's his father's, That's my father's name. name. Well, for nice. real. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show today. Yeah, thanks guys for coming over. It's a pleasure having you. It's been a long time in the making, and we're so glad to finally be here this is my second time on this podcast that's so. true yeah <laughs> just want yes. everyone to know that's true we uh we did a gin off episode together you and i we talked about friends in the the spin-off of friends called joey it was feel free to wonderful. go back and listen to that yeah this is also the first time i've ever had four people on the podcast which is we'll see how that kind of comes out it might really? be a disaster yeah because usually it's just me or one other person um and if there ever is a third person, it's like probably Logan or something like that. The cat. Yeah, but you and um, <laughs> yeah, technically there's been four because you and your brother and your sister have been on one, so that's three. And then you and your brother and I have occasionally been on it, and then Logan will join in on those ones as well. So four. There was also that time when it was me, you, the devil, evil oh. version of you. But and Logan whole, was there too. That's a whole other story, and though. Logan. But you guys know about that, right? We've heard. Yeah, We've you guys heard, heard the this. stories. I played it in the brewery one day. I guess we're listening to it. Um, you were listening to it like while, while production, whilst, whilst working, mm-hmm. and other people heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so it was uh, Juice suggested it to me that um, I, I was <laughs> that like, what, specific what? episode. Uh, no, just in general the. The, the podcast oh, series and uh, you know well, I to another and I was like oh the finale I should just cut to that yeah uh, it was a, a true adventure so yeah yeah so you you work yeah. at the Confluence Brewing right that's mm-hmm. correct um and 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 Becca what do you, what do you do I too work at Confluence oh that's crazy you that's know I... I might not know their last names but I at least I know where they work well, I'm just trying to I'm introducing <laughs> them to our audiences um is there anything else that you'd like to tell our audience I mean like introduce yourself to the audience what do, what, what, what should they know about you hmm. I have a beard yeah and a lot of hair in general need a haircut currently right now yeah currently need a haircut but that's neither here nor there um Fun fact, we just watched Jurassic Park, and it was the first movie I've stayed awake for in months. Is that good? Is that great? It was a very to, good movie, to right? To rewatch. It's also like, it, for me, Jurassic Park is such a like weird thriller movie where it's like still kind of scary, where it really like, should totally be. It's totally scary. It's I can't like these, believe like, I watched that as a child. Yeah. It's, you know, it's terrifying for children. For sure. So many people are just eating outright. I yeah. think the scariest part for kids is the arm. The arm part okay. is very scary. Wait, Samuel L. Jackson's arm. His flopping. white yes. arm. His white arm that <laughs> I did not know that was Samuel L. Jackson because it was not. It was a white arm. Um, Bad prop. 
Also, I apologize for our cat who has not used this scratching post in um, what appears to be years, but maybe one year, and has chosen this prime opportunity oh, to use it. She's about she's to be crazy. It. Oh, now she's... So there's just so many people here. She wants to join us, I guess. Well, so yeah, this podcast is uh, for just to inform you guys and any new listeners who are just joining us. Uh, it is about uh, movie novelizations and a justification for a physical transformation. That's the title of the show. Uh, so we did watch Jurassic Park today. And we also, uh, I mean, I read and now you guys, uh, Becca and Jacob, are going to read us sections of Yes. The junior novelization of the movie. This is why this one's kind of fun. Is that it is a junior novelization of the fi- uh, of the film. So it's very quick. It's very uh, a lot of a lot of the writing is very simplified, uh, but it's still it's a fascinating venture into the movie novelization universe. And so we're going to kind of dive into that today and see how it compares to the movies. Um, what we thought about the movies as it hold up, and also we're going to talk about a little bit. Um, physical transformation journeys. How do you stay fit? How do you stay healthy? How do you stay happy? Um, and so I'm very curious. Uh, Sophie and I, uh, people who are avid listeners to the podcast, will know that we, we are, are currently not fit, not healthy, nor well, happy. Is that we're n- none of those things? We are not um, any of them. But <laughs> we need all the advice. So let us know at stephenmaynot at gmail.com if you have any advice. Thank That's you. The email, of course. Uh, but also, right now we are going through a process where we are trying to get more fit, and we did a workout program for a little while it did not come to a head the way that we wanted it to so now we're looking for a restart we're looking for a refresh and we thought what better way to refresh ourselves than with some of our friends and have some of their advice and see where there they have been there were some very strange trees here they didn't have any leaves alan raised his head looking higher and higher still suddenly his mouth dropped in surprise those weren't tree trunks at all they were legs He lifted his head all the way back. The legs belong to a dinosaur, a living, breathing dinosaur. That's one of my favorite parts. Most right, most fitting excerpt of all time. Well, it's also a great part in the movie where Alan Grant first sees the dinosaurs, and and it's the first time you hear the grand music that you guys were so annoyingly whistling at the top of this episode. Uh, And and and, uh, yeah, it's even in the book. It's it still feels kind of dramatic where he thinks it's these tree trunks and in fact they're dinosaur legs they're probably really fit yeah but they're not healthy they're in the zoo they're not happy for sure they actually were quite angry yeah Yeah, it was they're not healthy everyone was sick every dinosaur had an illness and then they were in the zoo i mean if you guys had tips for getting healthy and happy and and you are you are just swishing that red wine around, and it is so bougie. It is going somewhere, and it's going to go out of the, that glass. I, I mean, we'll talk about this it's more next episode. But I am working on on my drinking habits, and I'm working on I um, as well uh, eating habits as well. And one of the big things, and I know that you've kind of dealt with this back a little bit, and you've dived into it is, and probably both of you have, but the low carb stuff, like keep sort of staying away trying. from them. It's an ongoing process. We like to think that we have goals. And on Mondays, we certainly have goals. And then, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are great. And every Friday, the weekend comes around. We're only human. There's a, a, a theory where it's like, you can, uh, if you completely sort of diet yourself, like, really hardcore two days a week, 
than the rest of the week that you can kind of be a little yeah. bit more freeing with yourselves. I've heard that. I think it's called like the two five diet or something like that. I don't know what it's called. I that's right up my alley. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, we okay. So it's like really when we cook at home. When we cook at home, we're really good. Like we actually make most whole thirty meals. Oh like really? Almost a hundred percent. Well, like ninety percent of our meals are actually whole thirty at home when we cook every week. Is that just like? whole ingredients right like i've actually never looked at what the whole 30 diet is yeah it's basically like jacob's looking at you as though you were lying but yeah meat and vegetables is the whole yeah so it it does kind of focus on like things that cause inflammation like gluten and and dairy and like legumes and And stuff like that so yeah things like spike your blood sugar kind of like keto whatever I forgot. I always way, forget but... legumes are thing. Okay, whatever. We made chili last week with beans. I was gonna say so. That's not good. You're not legumes are like legumes are like beans. beans. Okay, fine. Not... Is it like is it like carbs? Kind of like that's why I'm like, what? How can you tell me a that's bean like is bad for you? Paleo, but it's not bad right? for yes. you. Because like it's be- there are carbs in beans, possibly. I know, or like some of beans. So, but... so if, the goal it focuses is to... on healthy fats and burning fat instead of sugars. Mm-hmm. So, sure. like legumes would spike your blood sugar, uh, or like potatoes would, like, like the starches in it would spike yeah. your blood sugar, and so they want your body to focus on burning fats instead of carbohydrates. So the goal is to eat like cut out these inflammatory things for a month, and then reintroduce them, and you can see your body either have no reaction. Or some sort of adverse reaction, and then you know that you're intolerant or whatever. Yeah, sorry, that's like the focus that's of, the, of, of diet. Of whole thirty. But so we don't do whole thirty. Like that's not what we do. We just cook recipes like that are under that, similar to that, just from the cookbook. We enjoyed it when we did it, and so a lot of that's kind of carried over to our current lifestyle. But for example, um, had biscuits and gravy this morning. Yeah, because today is Sunday. It was Remember, Sunday. This is a Monday through Thursday. To thing. be fair, I've been very itchy and inflamed all day, but it was pretty this morning. Really? I, yeah, yeah, I think it's well. I think one of the things I've been focusing on is realizing how, like, I don't know, different I can take things, or like how much I wasn't really noticing. You know, when it's like, oh, I eat healthy, but then I'm like, oh, but I'm eating like so much of something or it changes your awareness level yeah i think i've been focusing a lot more on the awareness of it and just like the awareness of what has sugar or whatnot like even i went out with a bunch of friends the other night and we like went to a gas station really quick to pregame and like we did not pregame at the gas station (laughs) no we went to the gas station to get alcohol to pregame um before going out to the bars and it was like there were slim options. It was a very small gas station that we went to. And um, they were like, oh, like, well, we can just get these twisted teas. And I was like, oh, you know, like, that's going to be a lot of sugar. And so even just, like, realizing what one of those, like, sp- spiked seltzers, it was, like, the Bon and Viv brand or whatever. And I was like, oh, there's zero grams of sugar in this. Like, I wouldn't have even noticed that. But, like, I'm trying to make an effort to yeah, look at the it stuff. Just, yeah. Even I think that was – what we walked away with when we did Whole30 for the one and only time uh, was just the level of awareness that mm-hmm. you have, which is yeah. nice. Like, 
you start to realize hey this stuff many... doesn't react to my body very well yeah and like how much like you said sugar is in things or how everything contains dairy or you know like yeah it's just it's understanding that even if you're not on this diet you're still you're more knowledgeable Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I'd, and I'd say that things are like drastically reduced from like what they could be. So although we like are telling this tale of like how we feel like we're quote unquote cheating on our diet or whatever, like it's still we're not overall. Okay. It's just our lifestyle. Yeah. Overall, it's not, not terrible. Yeah. As long as we feel good. That's yeah, right. right. Yeah. That's, I think, the biggest part of it sometimes. Everybody's going to be different. That's part of what I like about Whole30 because they say like, oh, well, some people are going to react to gluten poorly or to dairy poorly but in theory you might not like that's yeah. not this across the board everybody should never eat these things but yeah everyone mm-hmm. is so everyone's so different like mm-hmm. there's this thing where um my so my brother and i are convinced that we are like allergic to alcohol um because we had such horrible horrible hangovers the problem is like we could never stop drinking alcohol because we just we couldn't mm-hmm. um but we like re- realistically i technically am well, I'm allergic to a lot of things but i'm allergic to wheat but like not i could eat like wheat bread and technically it's like the outdoor like if i was in a field of wheat i would have an allergic reaction to that but i think that part of that like goes with like if i drink a lot of beer like something in my body doesn't really because there's like wheat and beer and all this stuff it's like something in that realm that is making my body react in that way and like my brother and I will have hangovers that are so horrible like we'll throw up multiple times the next day and you know when like people are like oh I have a hangover my headache I have a really pounding headache I'm like I never get a pounding headache I constantly get like I'm in a vomit like it's always nausea that I feel and so does my brother and so it's a very interesting thing where it's like oh but we drink it and so we don't really know how to how it is affecting our body because like we've never done anything to try and take it away or take it out necessarily but that sounds I don't know. like me on Friday <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like one of those things where it, it's every hangover I get is yeah. like I'm nauseous and I'm gonna throw up like we'll go out and then the next day he's like I'm like, are you hungover? He's like, yeah, I took an Advil and I'm like, I like, can't yeah, do I that just, I'm gonna throw the Advil up I yeah. need an Advil and a mcdonald's sandwich and i'm good see what my food is i want mac and cheese mac and cheese is a good one mac like and cheese hard. is like my good drunk food honestly though oh gosh, if i'm drunk and mac and i cheese, always need it's... like lemonade or like a coke like i need something with a lot of sugar because my i don't know carbonation so de- helps me a lot well i'm so Ooh, dehydrated yeah. that like my body can't drink water then it's so dehydrated it's like no i'm rejecting this water mm-hmm. that you're it's like giving you're me. so so i need like sugar you can't drink water yes, yes. it's so so worse uh i like super hot coffee that's about half coconut cream and it just melts your insides and then put a little bit of uh whiskey just a, like half a shot of whiskey, like just mm. a s- little sniff of whiskey in there, yeah, and then barf. maple syrup. And I feel like the fat and the sugar mixed with caffeine, mixed with just a little bit of booze, 
get your motor running. Not running, but That's what he says like, in the morning. He's like, you just need, like like need to get your motor running. Just get your motor running. Like, what the, get your motor running. What does that mean? I also think that <laughs> my body also, like, so it wants sugar, but then it also really always wants something really healthy when I'm hungover. So I'm like, I need a salad. Like, I need a ginormous salad right now, and it would be amazing and, like, the best thing for me. So I don't know. It's like when we are weird. vacation and we'd eaten – well, we like ate okay because we were backpacking, so we didn't really have any choices. But we got back, then we went to the fair, and I'm like, I, dude, I need a vegetable. Like, I need, yeah, I need something. We talked about fair food last episode. It did not. Yeah, it was a regret we had because we ate so much. Well, I feel like it's not even that you're eating that much of it. It's, it's just, just so you, bad. It feels so bad, and like. I don't know. You just feel gross at the end of the day anyway because it's hot and you're walking and you're just so tired and whatever. When we were at the fair, we between the two of us, we spent $100. $100. And how much alcohol did we buy? Zero. What? You didn't even get anything at the beer tent? Uh, No, we spent oh, 20 bucks okay, at the sorry. beer tent. At we, uh, the craft beer tent. Yes. We spent $20 on booze and that um, was... It. And uh, eighty dollars. A little um, food. Yeah, we. What did you guys eat? Night. We went all out. We're oh like, God, I guess we're just taking this day, and we are. This is an everything. Like we are bottomless. Pets. You know what though? I feel like I want to do that, and there then was a lot of you. Stuff that I really want, but to you have, like but... you and your parent because we go with his parents, mm-hmm. and I am like in the fair zone i get it that's what you do you like all you do is eat and when i was in high school i would go because my family is not big fair goers so i would go with my friend in high school and she and i would just like eat our way through the day it would be like we would finish the deal and be like okay what else do we get before we go to this thing and so i kind of associate that with that but you guys will get there and you'll eat like a corn dog and then be good for like hours and i'm like (sighs) Okay, like let's get some mini cinnamon donuts. Let's get some cookies. Let's get this. Let's get that. <laughs> like an entire and so then, yes, last, we should, which we did together. get a bucket of cookies, but we got and it at the very like end. Three of them. But I was eating them because I was like, "This is what you do. You gotta eat them so that you can close the bucket." And like no one else was eating them. And <laughs> yeah, it's just they something were like over the top. Yeah, it's like my body and mind has been conditioned to what the fair is, and you guys just don't register it because you've never done it, and so. It almost is like I don't get my fill of the fair, but then the next day I feel gross anyway because I'm like, oh my right. god, I ate too many things anyway. But the way that we talked about it is like you're in this fair bubble, like yeah, when we you're just when at we, the fair. Yeah, we go we we fair hard. We do. Jacob got one open day this year to go to the fair, and it was the last day, so we show up and we stayed all day long for like it was the last day ten hours. Oh, it was. We stayed until the very last stand closed. I do want to do that. We've only ever been there during the day. I think it'd be fun yeah. to be there at night. It is fun to see all different uh, stages of the fair. Yes. So there's like when all the families are there. There's a lot of you know animal things going on. Right. And, and then there's you know all the free stuff on the free shows and the stages and everything. And then eventually it gets to more of the drinking crowd and you know sun's going down and all the beer tents are. Getting a little more crowded, and then pretty soon, you know, you're the grandstand, which is the grandstand every night, and then everybody's off in the midway. And there's so many different fairs you can go to. I've been there at night before, um, and I've been there with my brother and his friends at night before, 
and I was not, like, old en- What did she just do? I was not old enough to drink at the time, and so I was, like, we stood, like, outside of the- I was, like, outside of the tent that I couldn't go in because I wasn't 21, but so I've seen that. I just haven't been able to ever experience it. But, like, I see oh. – I also have a really hard time going to the fair more than once in a season. Like, I I see people who go multiple, multiple times a year. Like, they'll he used go – work there. You did? And he would go, like, all ten days. Used to as in, like, I only did it, like, one. What did you do there? Like right before I started a conference. So, like a corn um, dog stand? I was on a video production crew. Okay. Um, so not the typical fair job. Yeah. Job. So like when people are like, oh, I got to work the fair, you're thinking they're, you know, in a concession stand or something. Yeah. Uh, this is still a lot of work, but slightly different. So like there was like the setup to tear down. You're there for two weeks every day. And I went to, what was the bar? Every night. Oh, well, so we go to uh, Kelly's Little Nipper on the east side. And then I've never uh, even heard of that. Vicky's Honky Tonk uh, <laughs> had karaoke some nights. Nice. Pretty fun. Oh, yes, you are a karaoke star. I... To all the listeners out there who do not know Jacob personally, um, he is. I wouldn't say a magician star. when it comes to the mic at karaoke. When it comes to the mic. Um, it, he makes magic with his lips and mouth when he sings. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, if there was, if I would say that if you could qualify it as a strength, the only thing it would be is my willingness to participate. And that is it. I agree with that. Wow. Just the fact that I'm willing to do it is the only... Haven't you, like, competed in competitions, though? I just, like, I've never won or anything. I just well, did it. Well, yeah, but... I just did it. Uh, I've never met that anyone that, that competes shake. in a competition of karaoke rather than just goes and sings karaoke. Right? He was heartbroken that the karaoke tent was closed by the time we remembered it was there There's at the fair There's a karaoke tent year. at the fair? At, at the, the fair, fair? yeah. Yeah. We can't talk about the fair anymore. Yeah, sorry. We talked about the fair so much on last episode and now this episode as well. The Iowa State Fair, it's like it's all Iowa has to do. We're also talking about shitty diets. Yeah, Yeah, we're talking about food. Uh, So let's see. Uh, The raptor looked at the door handle. It was figuring out how it worked. (laughs) Slowly, it reached out its clawed hand. Inside the kitchen, Lex and Tim stared. The handle was turning. What are their names? Lex and Tim. Uh, you're welcome. I was right. To everyone out there, the children in Jurassic Park are named Lex. Well, I thought well it was the book Timmy. says Tim. Well, he, I think he yeah. calls him Tim. The guy calls him Timmy. Alan? Alan, yeah. Not Ian. Not, not Jeff. Ian. Alan. Alan's character. Alan. The raptor stood framed in the doorway, drawing itself up to its full height. It snarled. Then it moved into the room. It wasn't alone. Right behind it was another raptor. They both paused, sniffing the air. I like how this is like a... We are listening to the raptor's thoughts when he's looking at how Um, to open the door. But then it's just we're observing that there are two raptors. The beginning of it is like... It is really flowing in and out of their perspective. Yeah, the beginning of it's like the dinosaurs, like... Whatever the line is, is like... It was figuring out how to turn the doorknob or whatever that line is. It's like such a 
bizarre like it's more fun to show it than tell it i think you know what i mean yes so that's one of the times i think that the book may be a little bit flawed there because it's like it's such an interesting fun moment of the movie that like you see uh uh well i think the, the best part is laura dern, dern says like, well yeah we're safe unless they yeah. figure out how to turn a door handle and then the next scene is, dun, dun, is dun. just that. Is yeah. them doing that. So is that in there? Does she say that? I don't think so, no. There is some interesting stuff that's mi- missed from the book. The biggest one being um, the scene where they're eating ice cream. That's not in the book at all. Um, we're like, Dr. Hammond, eating? Yeah. little odd, though. It's a very weird scene. I get why they deleted it. But in the, in the movie, for those of you who don't know, Dr. Hammond is eating ice cream and he's he, you know laura dern's character comes in and dr hammond says while the kids it. are yes lost in the park yes being trampled falling out of trees getting electrocuted <laughs> so, he's the, just eating he's just sitting there eating ice cream he's depressed he uh he said so, it was going he was melting yes so he, he tells help, laura dern it's just it's melting that's out. why i'm eating it he's yeah. like <laughs> oh Everyone's dying outside, but the ice cream is melting. It's a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Wait. guy's name from Seinfeld that is also the same character? And Newman? Newman, because Newman turned off the power. That's yeah. why the ice cream is melting. Wayne Knight. Wait, okay. The actor's name. Question. That's the guy that gets... Shaving like, cream. Yeah, the shaving cream guy that gets... So we never, like, see him again. Yeah, he's Because he died. Yes, okay, but, like... There's that whole dramatic scene where He's the like shading cream goes. Guy. I think that affects so the future the second movies. Movie, okay. Well, because I haven't seen the second movie, but he... I don't think it affects the second one, but maybe it comes back in the third or something. Isn't the third one Jurassic World? No, the third one's Jurassic Park 3. I've seen this, I believe. There's Jurassic Park You've 1. You've seen the third one, but not the second one. So. There's Jurassic Park 1. So. Then there's Jurassic Park 2, and that one has all to do with Jeff Goldblum and his estranged daughter, and that some of the alien, uh, not aliens, <laughs> dinosaurs. What are you talking about? Went to a different island, I think, and then he has to go to that island, and instead of having to face one T-Rex, there's two T-Rexes. So, yeah, so it doesn't really end with, like, a any, I mean, obviously it ends with an opportunity for a sequel, but it doesn't end with, like, any resolution so no sequel would really make sense like it ends with him looking at birds shouldn't it end with like something happening where it's like oh we've resolved we've quote unquote resolved this in some way or like there's a bad guy out there well i mean it again is, it's or like those... where what happened to the people that were gonna buy the they're off the island you know what i mean so like the, the, res- the resolve is we're not on the island anymore we don't we're not gonna get murdered Yes, there is that worry of dinosaurs escaping, but that's not the worry right now. In, in a lot of ways, what's crazy about Jurassic Park is that it is a horror thriller. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a murderer. The dinosaurs are the Michael Myers, are the 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 Jason, the, the whatever super serial killer you want to talk about. That's what the dinosaurs are. Um, and so them escaping those dinosaurs is kind of like, that's the end of the movie. Like, they've escaped. Um in every single every single of like the Halloween movies for the most part sometimes he dies but you know he's gonna be back mm-hmm. and that's the same thing with the dinosaurs you know they'll be back but we've escaped for now because they own the world yeah it, it picks up a lot of fun 
horror movie cliches that I think are, are, are interesting. It is just interesting, though, that they never, like... There's really just that one major scene with the bad guy, and then it's never talked about again, really. Yeah, sure. Is it possible that there's limited security on the island because there's no funding for it? Well, yeah, isn't... Um, just dropped a bomb on me. Well, isn't there so that like, whole thing? Are we like they have logistics? Weren't they brought out there to back <laughs> up the park because it's like they can't open it without you know all right well i got a spreadsheet right here let me show you guys i've been laying out the numbers of the budget that they had i'm like can we also talk about the fact that these are dinosaurs there's there's no realistic explanation and they're reproducing well okay i still am confused by the whole idea of like it's the last fairy of the night like they are on that island just all a, of them. It was it was not the last ferry. It was a it was a th- the last ferry because it was raining so hard. So Newman had to get to that ferry because the ferry was going to leave because they're like it's too dangerous for us to stick around here. We need to leave. So, but why did he have to turn out all the electricity just so that he could get through like the secret places, or he wanted it to implode? I think because he didn't want them to. Track yeah, him. I think they didn't right? want. Because wouldn't that was it be all... like a security breach, and they'd be like, "Why is that gate open?" And then see him. I guess, but at that yeah, point, I think it's a lot like... of a lot. I think part of the problem was the rainstorm that happened. He he seems like an, a bad guy, but he doesn't seem. He, well, he also... seemed like an idiot. He didn't know how to drive yeah. a car. <laughs> and all of the he... times I've seen this movie, I didn't know any of that storyline was happening like i legitimately the Newman stuff yeah i'm like it's just these kids who are stuck out now in the wild and his ear the kid's ear is disgusting and all bloody and then the scene in the yeah. kitchen like i didn't know well there, and, the, there was and, that's, any... and i said that before we watched it like the movie for me at least like the first time i watched it I feel like the movie ended after that big T-Rex scene. Like, to me, that's, yeah. like, the climax of the film. And then I don't remember any... I mean, I do remember the stuff after, but I don't remember it as intensely as that initial T-Rex scene. Because oh, that the scene initial is one. Well, so... I remember the one where T-Rex saves the day. Like, I knew that that happened, but... Yeah. And speaking of horror movie cliches, I was talking to you guys during the movie, monster movie cliches as well, um, where, at least in the second one, like, the the the... Tyrannosaurus Rex ends up like in New York, just like King Kong ends up new in New York, and just like King Kong or Godzilla, it turns out the monster is actually going to be good all along, and you find out the T Rex actually saves everyone from the Velociraptors or whatever. So there's a lot of like taking things from other. Well, and doesn't the T Rex in Jurassic World also save the day, the day yeah. because he like beats the I don't know the creature that they create he like pushes that guy into the water then the other dinosaur the water dinosaur eats him have you guys seen jurassic world i think i've seen they all run together for me (laughs) a giant water monster yeah but this t-rex kind of saves the day also when he comes in and yeah yeah i just feel like the t-rex is always saving the day but also murdering he, he mass amounts of people. He ate the lawyer. He ate the lawyer. He ate that lawyer outright, which is like, is that a foretelling of my future? Just Ooh. ate the lawyer off the toilet. Whoa. Whoa. Um, 
I was telling you guys earlier about the Jurassic Park ride, which I looked it up, and there's also now, I think, a Jurassic World thing at Orlando Studios. I bet there is, yeah. I have not been to that part. I've only been to the um, old Jurassic Park one. But my mom and I went to Jurassic Park with my mom's um, friend and her husband and their three kids. And it was really funny because, like, none of the kids wanted to go on any ride except for one of them. And she was probably, like, seven or maybe even younger at the time. I think she was even younger at the time. And she was, like, the only one that would go on rides, whatever. So my mom's friend and and my mom doesn't like rides. So it was kind of, like – the wrong crowd to go to a theme park with, um, except for my mom's friend and I. And we went on the Jurassic Park ride and at the, the end of it, so you like go through this whole thing and you're on the little, you're in the Jeep. And then at the end, it's a water ride and you start to go like go towards it. And then a big T-Rex comes down and almost is like going to eat you, but then you go down a big hill. So we went on it. We were like, that was the best ride I've ever been on. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh. And so then we were saying like, oh, you guys should go on it. And I was like, I'll go with you. And so I convinced the girl, like the little girl that wanted to go on all the rides. And then my mom's friend's husband to go on the ride with. And he also was like, I get motion sick if I go on rides. Like, I don't want to do it, whatever. And I was like, I'll go with you guys. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. And then we're like on the ride again. And I'm realizing that the ride is much scarier than (laughs) I originally realized. And so she, this little girl is panicking and is like, because just little parts of it is like very scary because it's like, you know, like raptors are like jumping out and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I like had blocked out the fact that a ginormous T-Rex comes at you and almost (laughs) kills you. And so we get close to the end and I'm like, oh shit, like, oh my God. And I was like, um, maybe you guys, maybe you should close your eyes because I knew it was coming. And so then we got down to the end and like, she's crying and, um, I'm sitting there and, uh, my mom's friend's name is Nikki. And then her husband's name is Dick. And Dick was like looking at me like, what the fuck? Why did you bring us on this ride? And I get off and I'm like, um, Nikki, we kind of forgot that this ride is terrifying. So that was the last time I went on that ride, but it's really fun. So I recommend it to everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by... What the heck? We're done already? No, I'm saying, like, we're doing the halfway advertisement. mm, Yes. It is brought to you by by Orlando Studios. There it is, yeah. Universal Studios, not Orlando Studios. In Orlando. I've never been to a single one of those sort of theme parks. You also don't like rides either, so... I don't. You don't like rides? I've never been on too many roller coasters. He doesn't like heights. I really want to go on a hot air balloon ride, and he won't go with me. That sounds sounds amazing. Yes, it sounds amazing. We can, us three can go. Yeah, I'll I'll go with the three of them. The two of them. Cool. Yeah, we'll go on a romantic... I will third wheel a romantic hot air balloon you ride. Go. Oh my! You would pay for it? Thank oh, you. Can you get, <laughs> you get her off my side? Nicholas Margeros. Margeros. Evidently, none of us know each other's last name. Jacob, what's your Margeros. last name? Margeros. You know, it's you. I think you pronounce it better. My mom always says Margolis, so. You know. Ellie examined the tongue. It's <laughs> Then she took a pen light and shined it in the Triceratops' eyes. What are its symptoms? She asked Dr. Harding. Trouble breathing, trouble walking, he answered. Ellen and Ellie walked, talked to the doctor for a while. Oh, Ellie is right. I was right. Then, Girl, yeah, you Ellie walked into you an open field, searching for an answer. 
Minutes later, she came back to the group. Three doctors stood together thinking. She must be sick from eating these berry plants, Ellie finally said. They could be poisonous. So they kind of take out the part where Ellie is digging through the giant piles of shit. <laughs> yeah. And you even have Ian say, but that's one big pile of shit. But very conveniently has the giant like, plastic gloves, yes. giant gloves. <laughs> and then it gets all over her legs. Yeah, like she cares so much about her hands, but then she's like flopping it all into <laughs> her legs. I was really uh, interested in the size of the piles. It was Giant, like bigger ginormous. than the triceratops. Yeah, it, it couldn't be one piece of shit. Big. It could. It has to be like they're either scooping it up. They like keep going back there, or yeah, or shoveling or something. It was. It was quite mounded. I just like, am curious how no one got sick because one, she touches the tongue of the triceratops that is like clearly ill. She like squeezes the pus tongue. And then she has her hands elbow deep in its shit. (laughs) And then the girl, the little girl Lex, gets sneezed on so intensely. I feel like there are germs. Yeah, there are some germs that are... They're like all inbred. These kind of look familiar, Tim called out shyly. (laughs) He hated to interrupt the doctor's but I've seen pictures of these, he said. Where? said Alan, not really paying attention. You know, because Alan doesn't really like oh, kids. Alan. Tim was just a kid, after all. Um, in your book. Still, Alan ignored him. But Ellie joined him and peered at the stones. Suddenly, her eyes lit up. She knew the answer. Gizzard stones, she said. Alan rushed over. That's it, he cried. What do you mean? Tim was confused. It's very simple, Ellie explained. Some animals that don't have teeth, like birds, Alan continued, just like before when they were finishing finishing each other's sentences. What some of them do is swallow rocks. They keep them in their sack in their stomachs. Called a gizzard, said Ellie, taking over. The gizzard helps them mash their food, and what happens is after six weeks, Alan said, the rocks get worn smooth, so the animal regurgitates them. Barfs them up, Ellie added, for Tim's benefit, and swallows fresh ones. And when the tr- Triceratops did, Ellie finished triumphantly, it swallowed poisonous berries and got sick. Good work, Tim, Alan grunted. So in the book, they completely solved the case. I was of... saying, is that something else that I missed? Yes, no, no it doesn't happen in the movie. Which, I, yeah. I'm I mean, curious if it's like a deleted so many, scene. There's so many things in, well, okay, because I looked it up because I was like, why do we not find out why they aren't? Why the Triceratops is sick, yeah. And it said that there's, like, it did say that it is in the book, and then it said something about it doesn't really matter that they're sick. What matters is that they got out of the car, which, like, prolonged their trip, which made them get caught by the storm, which made them not get back in time. Yeah. So, like, they needed something to cause them to get, like, deviated from the path they were supposed to take. It's also, like, those purple, I think the lavender... It did kind of look a little bit like lavender. No, but they said it. They know. said it's like such and such yeah. lavender. It's poisonous. So they like, like kind they of said it. it was that. Yeah, and then she was like, are you sure? Which, okay, is that a real thing that birds eat like rocks to have kept in their stomach to it chew to their be. food? It has to be. Should we that Google is it bizarre. Right now? Don't they have mean, like, don't they, like can't they do that with their beak? Because doesn't, like, a bird 
chew up a worm for its baby and then regurgitates it into its baby bird's mouth. Well, look up guzzard or whatever it is. I don't think it, it goes into its stomach and then it does that. I don't know. So what are your guys' like... I'm Googling it and the first things that come up, birds eating tomatoes, rice, or plastic. Hmm. Oh, well, if they eat rice, it's bad if they eat rice. Birds eating pop rocks. That's pop the thing rocks. that's been Googled. I heard, well, I thought there was a thing where it's like bad if birds eat rice because yes, then it like blows up in their stomach. Many birds swallow sharp pebbles and grit and hold these rocks in a muscular part of their stomachs called the gizzard. The rocks grind down the food. Essentially, the bird is using the gastroliths to chew the food in its gizzard. So, how do I store food in a different part of my stomach that I can then regurgitate later? Mm, so that's if, crazy. Good question. That would get question. me fit, healthy, and happy. Yes. Sorry, don't, Jacob. Don't gone. people eat gizzards? Yeah, I was just going to say. And there's rocks in the gizzards. I think the rocks. No, the gizzard. The gizzard is like gizzard. the stomach part. It's a gizzard, not a guzzard. What? Gizzard. Let's see if I can find this again. Gizzards are a thing. Well, is the gizzard, gizzard just a part of the stones. stomach? So that's what the stones are called. The stones yeah. are gizzard stones. Yeah. So they. But what are gizzards? Gee. Gizzards are something. They're an organ. Can we confirm that the stones are in the gizzards? Oh. I think the stones are in the gizzards. It's an organ found in the digestive tract of some animals. Yeah. So the stones are in the gizzards. So that's why they're called mm-hmm. gizzard stones. Okay. Okay. That makes because sense. Because the stones, they aren't finding gizzard stones in the wild. They're just finding stones. Stones that are in the gizzards that they and put they call in their gizzard, gizzard stones. And so then mm-hmm. they call them gizzard stones. Gotcha. Like well, a kidney call stone. Like gizzard for at least five minutes. Like a kidney stone, right? Um, guys, right? Um, like a kidney stone, right, guys? That seems different. Guys, that right? Seems different. Seems like just the, another stone. Jacob, please, I'm begging. Please don't do this to our guests. <laughs> Thank you. This is why you've never done a podcast with four people. It's because you harass them. That's probably true. Um, all right, guys. If you guys have advice for us, what would it be? What's what's your advice about what, anything? No, I mean for getting fit. Okay, happy, it could healthy. be about getting fit or about mental Jurassic health. Park. Okay. What if they have advice about how to survive if you were in Ooh. Jurassic Park? I do want to know that too. Can I we, feel like can I need more preparation. Can we tell for them this? to do both. Well, no one ever asks me it, for advice. It could be one of the two. I mean, it could be both, but that's a lot to make them come up with two things of advice. I think that that's um, what they came here for. So, so I think that the movie proved that the only way to get away from the dinosaurs in open ground was with a vehicle that didn't have to be run off of electricity yeah. tied to this rail in the ground. <laughs> the only way they ever escaped was in that Jeep, and they're like, let's just drive faster. Yeah. And it worked. So, like, there's step one. Maybe step we just one. have cars that don't depend on the grid. And the windows should not be glass. They should yeah, be a plastic. really, really hard plastic yeah. that is impossible for... They can withstand for... a T-Rex standing on it. Also, maybe if there's only going to be, like, two employees that run the security system maybe they should be like better vetted yeah (laughs) if one of them seems to have a vendetta about how much money he's getting maybe check into that yeah maybe pay him more or fire him (laughs) like (laughs) yeah or fire him (laughs) like (laughs) make him clean up his desk area yeah make him learn how to drive a car as well yeah so that's great advice. Thanks, guys. That's definitely what I was looking for. Um, 
Thanks, Sophie, for the assist on that one. Uh, You're welcome. It's your turn. Oh, I get to read something? You have to read one as well. We're almost toward the end of the podcast, so you can do one to end it off on. Unless, is there anything else you guys want to say? Any favorite moments from Jurassic Park? Any favorite moments about being healthy? Anything with mental health? Um, staying social? Staying I think my active, favorite part staying... of Jurassic Park was watching Samuel L. Jackson give like a paragraph speech with a cigarette in his mouth and it looked like his mouth wasn't moving at all. Yeah. That was Oh yeah, that, that was, was really cool. my early, most memorable point of the, the early movie. 90s. The cigarette laws are not quite there yet. Do you what what year do you think Jurassic Park was released? Oh, here we go. 1993 is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have been convinced on 98, though. Yeah. I just thought that I was alive when it came out, so. We had some. We had that was some, wrong. We had some arguments before the movie began, uh, between, or before the, the recording really began, of, of when the movie started, so. We were all wrong. Mr. Hamm. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. I guess that my one bit of advice that's worked really well for us with changing our diets is meal planning and sticking to it. Oh, I didn't think you were going to talk about that. So, uh, Becca is really good at coming up with meals. And we have cookbooks and things that are like like a Whole30 cookbook. Got one of those. There's a couple of them. Pretty good. And a lot of Instagram accounts. Yeah. Oh, really? Screenshot. So, I just that. Pinterest everything that I make. I'd be so, curious in the Instagram account. Having like you. a schedule a and like a yeah. plan for the week. So like you've got all your dinners already planned out and then you know you make extra so you got we lunch for the next day. We always cook like a big batch of whatever we're making. So we always have lunch for the next day. So we don't end up ordering out. Yes, and eating not, crap. We're not yeah. trying to spending money. Figure it out on the spot because then you just get lazy and don't do anything. But we meal plan hard, and it's worked out really well. Yep, that'd be my one bit of advice. It's just thank you. Meal so plan. how far and out in, in advance do you guys meal plan? So we just do it, that. Just like so like Mondays. We, yeah, and then so we Mondays, do it on Mondays, which is really store. our Sunday, and we'll do yeah all the meal planning and the uh, going to the grocery store. And then we'll have everything that we're going to cook Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Got it. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just do it by that week. And then you cook it, whatever, and then you do big batches so you have some for the next day. That's pretty smart. I like that. Also, at work, really plan ahead on the snack game. Uh, It's always good just to have plenty of food around that you should be eating Mm -hmm. because then you're not thinking about all that other junk. When people bring donuts into the office, or that's yeah. tough because those Asiago cheese bagels. Are what oh really yeah, get me. those are my favorite ones. <laughs> I don't um, know though. I feel like lately, because even I, um, like I do this thing now every week for a just a I'm like a TA type of thing, and we have a weekly meeting, and they always bring bagels, and I haven't had one because I've been like, oh, I like. You know, I don't need that and just make sure I eat a little bit of something before. Like, not that I'm starving. And then I even brought donuts for my class and I didn't have one. Whoa. I pawned that on everyone. serious willpower. So, and it was like, it wasn't even necessarily willpower. I just like didn't, I was like, I don't even but want this. You know it's not good for you and yeah. so you. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to be like disappointed with myself later, which I feel like is the hardest 
battle to win is, mm-hmm. you know, disappointing, disappointing myself is real. I'm, you know, I'm really hard on myself, so that never helps, but it kind of does because then it doesn't yeah, me, and it helps go. me not eat the donut. Mr. Hammond smiled. I like being here for the birth of every dinosaur, he said. But you can't be, Ian put in. What about dinosaurs born in the wild? Oh, that can't happen, Mr. Hammond answered. You see, all the dinosaurs are female. Ian didn't believe him. How do you know? Do you go into the park and, uh, lift their skirts? <laughs> because you can't... Con- PG content right there. <laughs> because you can't control something like that. Life cannot be controlled. It breaks free. It grows. Life always finds a way. Oh, that was good. That was very simple. It's a lot, a lot faster in, in the junior novelization, that whole... That whole but scene. Still, still... Also, what a weird... Still gets me. Do you lift their skirts? That's how you know. That's how you know. Was that Jeff Goldblum's character? Yes. Of course it was. And he's got his... his, uh, Deep V. Deep, deep V black, all black outfit. Turquoise pendant necklace. He's got like an open wound in his leg, but he still is... Like trying to show off his chest hair. Predicting chaos. Yes. Yes. That's chaos theory and work right there. That's my Jeff Goldblum Bloom impression. Um, I think we need no, another sentence of that to really grasp what the impression right, is. Can you finish the show up in that voice? Yep, you have to. You can't say another word without being in that accent. <gasps> You're not going to seal his lips. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think Jeff Goldblum really had like an accent. Why do you keep calling him Jeff Goldblum? I, Jeff Goldblum. Gold- Bloom. Bloom. You're not good with last names. Yeah, terrible. Um, what'd you say? Margulis? Mar- Mar- I think I said multiple things. Margulis? Um, no, there's that whatever, like he's in those apartment.com commercials right now and he's like, choose your apartment, choose your life or something like that and it's really annoying. I don't know, the way he talks is very fast and uh, weird. That's my impression, dude. Jeff Goldblum. I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Yes, thank you for coming to my podcast today. Um, I am your host, per usual. Um, I would love to thank all three of my guests. (laughs) Um, Specifically, Becca and Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us here today. And um, Nick, cool. Thanks. I hope you come back to the next one. Oh, I Um, will, because it's my podcast. (laughs) I disagree. Um, but thanks for letting us know about your um, Whole30-ish diet. That, uh, that's a good way to put it. Whole30-ish. And um, hopefully we can use some of your tips and tricks in our own lives. And hopefully our listeners can as well. If you would like any of those Instagram accounts Becca was talking about with the recipes for Whole30 recipes, please let us know. Um, email us at stephenmaynut at gmail.com. That is S-T-E-P-H-E-N-M-A-Y-N-U-T at gmail.com. And don't forget to like us and subscribe ever you listen. And again, thanks to our uh, sponsor, Universal Studios, specifically the Jurassic Park ride. Not the Jurassic World one, if there is. <laughs> Way different. Maybe.